Welcome to Thrive Radio, expert visionary and innovative business, life, and relationship advice to live a life of doing the impossible with your host, Amy Montgomery. Welcome to Thrive Radio. I'm your host, Amy Montgomery, entrepreneur and digital marketing agency owner. Today, my guest is Denise Lee. She is a business coach that helps business owners get clarity, focus, and establish realistic plans for their business. She has a background in managing multi-million dollar projects at FEMA and the Census Bureau. Denise, welcome to the show. Amy, thank you so much. It's such a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yes, I'm excited to dive into today's topic. I do want to talk about your journey, you know, where you've come from and how you've gotten to where you are today. So you are managing all these projects at FEMA and the Census Bureau, and today you run a business coaching practice. And can you share a little bit of your story, how you got to where you are today? If I had to just be really honest with you, Amy, and everybody who's listening, my journey started with me running away from my own gifts and talents. I think we all know, and we have certain things that bring us joy, but Certain events have to be taken away for us to understand and discover that. So that all being said, I remember when I was, you're going to laugh when I say this, I was nine years old and I was the bossiest person around me. And they used to, when I say they, my family members used to call me Misty. You always had to have a solution. You always had an answer. And I always felt uptight and saying, what are you talking about? And when I think about it, I always was one of those people who just had those answers just lined up when everything was all chaos and confusion. And it brought me to love of administration when I was in first through FEMA. I was actually part of FEMA during Hurricane Katrina 2005. How chaotic was that? I was actually in charge of trying to organize a lot of the documentation that was put out at FEMA headquarters. You can imagine all the people that were sent down to the Gulf Coast and all the reports about who was getting certain supplies and what was getting down, and somebody had to do it. And I was fresh out of college and doing that. And then I remember when uh, 2010 census was rolled around, I was uh, – and charge and trying to making sure that we were organized certain things with uh, the geographers collecting where people needed to go to take the census. So I was always kind of in the background trying to organize, trying to delegate, trying to figure out who needed to do what. And it just seemed like a natural transition to what I do and business coaching, organizing, simplifying, making simple things out of a, a really apparently chaotic environment. And as I'm laughing, I'm laughing to myself, think about it, because for sometimes I always thought to myself that how in the world can I make things simple? But I think all of us can if we have just the tools and resources around us. And I know I'm giving a 10,000-foot overview of my life um, professionally, but in reality, it was I was always just looking within to what I knew how to do best and just leaning more into it bit by bit by bit. And just more opportunities came along the way. So in walking through your journey, what are you grateful for? Oh gosh, I'm grateful for so many. I guess I have to like, if I had to narrow it down on the, the top, the top, it would be literally my ability to say yes and my ability to say no. And let me explain what I'm talking about. Oftentimes we are 
confronted with so many things around us and just saying yes when we're feeling afraid and pushing through, but then also the ability to say no, that thankfulness in my heart to say no to things that just didn't make sense. So I think for me, just the one of the things I've loved to acquire throughout my journey professionally, as well as personally, is just that clarity of mind to making those clear-cut decisions, letting my yes be yes and my no be no's. And then the last thing that I want to say that I'm, I'm really grateful for right now is just the ability to see possibilities. I think for a lot of us, when we don't see certain things manifest, we're, we automatically think to ourselves, oh my goodness, that, it's not meant for me. Well, maybe it's not meant right now, or maybe it's going to come in a different manner. And just having that gratitude of being present and saying, okay, whatever manifests, manifests, but right now I'm going to be present and fully aware of what I can do today. I think for a lot of us, we really need to focus on having that gratitude for our present circumstances and just making the most, the most of what we have right now. What you said about saying yes, when you're afraid, oh my gosh, that resonates with me, especially if I, when I look back at, you know, working in corporate America, how many times when you're in a job like that, there's pressure for you to take on certain projects, you're pressured for you to do this, do that. And when it doesn't truly align with what you want in life, but you're afraid, you say yes. How many times does, does that occur? Oh my gosh, all the time, Amy. I think for a lot of us, especially women who are high performing, as well as the men who are listening, I don't want to discount the men who are in the room. There is this thought process that if I am saying yes, when I really want to say no, that means I'm disappointing, I'm failing, that I am not showing my proficiency. But in reality, if we are truly being honest with ourselves and our capabilities, we understand our own individual bandwidth. Like, for example, there are I remember I was thinking about a interaction I was having on LinkedIn with somebody saying, I love stress. Stress helps me. It's really great. And I just remember thinking to myself, well, it all depends. I think for a lot of us, we all intuitively know where we've just hit the wall. We can't push further even if we wanted to. For some people, their hands get balmy and they get sweaty and they literally feel like their heart's palpitating. And that's their key, like, psychologically, this is too much for me. But for other people, this is just the start of other things that are more than capable and they can easily press through it. Everyone's different. But we all should respect that certain people have limits that can't be pushed further. But And we all need to understand what it looks like for us individually. So what's been your intention in developing your coaching business? And in other words, what's your vision and and goal around your coaching business? I divided into two main categories. First of all, we have to have purpose. As much as I would love to say that we are all beautiful and sexy and wonderful and everyone should just pay us like gobs of money just for showing up, that's not the case. We have to provide some type of value and service that's needed in the community, right? So that's the first thing. We have to speak with purpose with something that's needed in the community. But we also have passion for within ourselves, meaning that even if we are screaming to the rooftops with something that people need, we can't expect people automatically to latch on and run on our bandwagon. So we have to have that passion within ourselves that says, no matter what the present circumstances are, I know there's a market need. Because let me, Amy, let me, let me say this way. For those of you who can help one person, it's a multiplier effect. You can definitely help 10 people. That 10 people, there's 100 people. That 100 people can lead to thousands of people. 
So if we know that we can help at least one person, right, we know that with time and persistence and with the correct messaging, we can influence and change people within our community if we stay the course. And that's not for everyone, but for those of us who dream big and who want to make a big impact, we rally all the tools and resources around us to make our dreams manifest. So if someone's listening and they feel overwhelmed by everything that's going on in their business, what advice would you give them? I feel like that's everyone from day to day, Amy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it depends on the day, right? Right. I mean, you know, I, you've probably seen these little analogies of these, the, the entrepreneur journey and it's, they say what it looks like and it looks like a straight path, but it, what it feels like is an emotional roller coaster feel of highs and lows and valleys. And depending on what's going on, you could be riding high or you could be feeling like you're plummeting down into a ditch. I will say that a lot of us need to just take a big breath and ask ourselves, am I exactly where I need to be at this present moment? Not where I see my cousin or my aunt or someone, a total stranger who has 10,000 more followers of us on social media platform. Like, where am I on this, uh, this journey right now? Is this aligned with where I want to be? And if it's not, this is the time we need to start asking the better questions. What I see a lot, a lot with people who are overwhelmed is they're not asking themselves the better question. Instead of saying, I can't, or this is impossible, let's start asking, what do I need? What is realistic? How can I make this happen? Start asking those better questions over and over and over again. And it may not appear today. Sometimes the best forms of clarity are when you turn off your phone and go for a walk. (laughs) Not have something in your ear or someone screaming in your face and just really saying, where is my heart leading me to go? Where is my heart leading me to do right now? Do I need to maybe turn off the electronics for a day or two and start journaling? Maybe I need to have some more time with my coach, whatever. It looks different for everybody based on different seasons in their life. But I will say that clarity comes when we start cutting out the noises because there's noises all around us every day from other people, from ourselves, from our past, from past failures. And if we just get more in tune with what our divine direction is, what we feel like we're called to do, the answers will manifest. I promise you. That's so true. I can so identify with that just because, you know, I think that when you are running your own business and you're the only one that's in control of your schedule at that point, and you walk into a completely different world than most people that are just clocking in and clocking out and you can work yourself to death or you could choose to give yourself some balance. And it's so easy to get yourself into that overwhelm if you don't plan out your day, if you don't plan out what, you know, how you're going to focus on your week and what you should be doing. And like you said, realistic, the realistic goals. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, of course, I would love to be on Forbes next week. Who doesn't? Yeah, I want to like, you know, clink champagnes with Kim Kardashian on a yacht, right? Like, whatever that looks like for you, I want us to think about this. Everyone you think about, Oprah, or I don't know, just think about someone in your mind that just comes to your mind, like, oh, that's celebrity. They were usually 10 to 20 years in the making. 
And you didn't find about them until they started getting interviewed by Dr. Phil or whoever. Yeah. But they were grinding away for many years, unnoticed, unappreciated, probably undercharging themselves way too long, not feeling that they were capable for way too long, and it just took one person to notice them and then another person to notice them. And that came after just consistent and persistent effort. So if we could just take the pressure off ourselves for just a moment and realize that that's the majority of most ways people become successful and just get in love with the action of working at what we love to do, what we're really gifted to do, and drop the drama and just enjoy what you're doing, things will manifest. And I can't tell you what it looks like. I can't tell you if it's 10 months or 10 years. Everybody's different. Everyone has a different path. But once we stop trying to get out of being someone we're not and into who we really are for how we are uniquely designed to be, that's when we'll be able to have that impact. So what do you think are some indicators that a business owner is needing to gain more focus? There are so many ways. Uh, Burnout, that's the number one. The burnout, it's basically trying to be all people to all things all the time without any rest and without any proper focus. I know I just said a big mouthful, but that's really one big thing that I see. The other thing is they're spinning wheels with the shiny object syndrome. And let me explain what that is. It's you go on Instagram or wherever your social media to your is and you're scroll, you're, you're swiping and you're seeing ad after ad and you're like, oh, maybe I should do this. Oh, that ad copy funnel looked great. Oh, maybe I should try this. Blah, 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 blah. And you're opted into like 10,000 different lists. And then you're wondering what the heck you should be doing because you've just enrolled yourself in three different coaching programs. (laughs) That is insanity, Amy. (laughs) And it happens far freaking often. Us as entrepreneurs, we are so good at telling ourselves we're the boss, but we can actually be running ourselves ragged. Instead of just sitting our happy butts down and working through one plan, six months, three months, six months to a year, some type of dedicated, and not getting distracted just because we don't see instant results. That's so good. You know, I think that my guilty pleasure is uh, AppSumo. Have you heard of AppSumo? Oh, yeah. (laughs) You You got to tell everybody else. You got to tell everybody else, but I don't want to ruin it. Yeah. You know, you go on there, and you're like, well, I... I need that software to succeed and I need that one. And before you know it, you have all this useless software, but it's so amazing. Half the time you'll, you'll start using some of the stuff is good. You know, some of it, like you, you, I I've ended up using, but some of it, it's like, I know no right to be buying this stuff right now, but it's the shiny, you know, you just get pulled in. Oh yeah. And you know what? It's so, especially if you read a really good sales page. And they, they add that FOMO and then they've got the clock down timer and you're just going down the vortex and thinking, holy crap, if I don't take advantage of this, I see this clock down time, I'm going to freak, I'm not going to miss out on that extra add on. And then you're asking yourself, do I even freaking need this six months later? Yeah, right. It's so true. I think I have, I think I honestly go back into my, the products that I've purchased because I forget what ones they are. <laughs> And there's a whole bunch in there I still haven't used. So yeah, I definitely go get stuck in that. So what are some ways you can get your mindset unstuck? 
let's talk about the high level stuff. I think one of the things that we all can do is we need to start our day with clarity. And let me explain what that looks like. I know for the majority of us, we're keeping our cell phones or electronics on our nightstand, right? Mm -hmm. And what I want to advise all of us to do is when we're done with the day, we turn that phone off, okay? In fact, we don't even keep any of our electronics in our day, like in our, around our bedroom area. And there's a reason for that. When we wake up, our minds are just running rampant with all the things that we need to do and all the emails that we need to send and checking our alerts and checking our staff notifications and how many people liked our last post we had on schedule and all that stuff can make ourselves go insane. So that's the first thing that I recommend is just clearing out the clutter. I have a suggestion that we keep a journal and a pen nearby us. Not your phone, your journal and your pen. And then as soon as those ideas that come through your mind that seem super, super awesome may sound like a pile of crap later in the day, you at least you prevent yourself from hitting post and sending an email that made no sense later. So that's another thing that helps get that clarity of mind to have somewhere we can have that download. The other thing that I really recommend is, is for us to have a really good self-care routine because often, yeah, we can talk about all the strategy in place about how to you know, send the emails and how to you know, do a deadline sequence and all that stuff. But for a lot of us, we need to have our mind as clear as humanly possible. So if we can be able to just take 20 to 30 minutes with whatever kind of routine that we need to get our head in place. I mean, I, for me, I take a 40 minute break right before I start my day. I don't even check my emails. I don't do anything. And then while I'm biking and I'm like just letting my mind go clear, I have more clarity of thought about what I should do and how I should manage my day better. And certain things might be changed and certain things might just go out of, out of the window based on having that clarity of mind. I mean, I could talk further, but that's kind of like my top level steps about just having that simplification and clarity of mind. So what is your truth that's gotten you this far in your journey, do you think? I think for me, one of the things that I really have been passionate about is getting out of my own way in terms of self-sabotage and fear. I think that's something that all of us, to some extent, obviously some people are not, are just basically living based on past messages. And a lot of the times they were based on limited information fears, anxieties, and as we can get more radical about who we are uniquely crafted to be and how we can help, then we can have more creativity as to how we can explore more about ourselves personally and professionally. What are some of your success stories and how you've been able to help other people in your coaching? I think about one particular, I don't want to name names, but I'll just say this. I had this one particular client and she was she inherited this type of commercial paint business. And I remember when I met her, she was literally about to just sell it off and just quit. She inherited from her husband. She's a widow. And she, she told me, she's like, I just, I don't want to do this anymore. And I, I, I'm losing money and there's just not anything that I can do. And upon what we were working with one another, I reminded her about all the people that she was helping put food on the table. I reminded her about how other people's whole jobs were dependent on her ability to provide services. And from her, it helped her to switch the thought process from, I'm not providing paint supplies, I'm actually helping people provide self-sufficiency, 
improve their livelihood, and I can be able to reach them in a more personal way that they're not accustomed to in that line of work. And then having her redirect her energies and focus more on what really mattered for her in terms of how she wanted to structure her business and her life just changed everything because it was not so much about how to market better, how to email better, but how she viewed her business better. Because, you know, a business can be a very spiritual thing. If you're creating products and services from your heart to help serve other people, that's a very spiritual thing. And has a very deep meaning. I think sometimes people forget that, you know, especially if you're selling uh, physical products like like she was. Yeah, absolutely. I think for all of us, I don't care if you're selling paint or shoes or clothing. There is a spiritual connection to everything that we give. And the way we can help people is to get so passionate about understanding the value beyond just the product or service that we're giving. Like, for example, I have this other client, she sells vintage clothes. She's not selling vintage clothes. She's inspiring women to explore their own unique uh, sensuality from vintage wear. She's helping people feel a, a, a rekindle love of the past. She's helping people feel more motivated to feel glamorous in a way that feels comfortable for them. It's not about the clothes. And then what emotions go beyond that and dialing into how they would feel with the first time opening up that package and turning on that dress and feeling comfortable and feeling stylish. That's amazing. And if we can be really open and honest with ourselves about how we feel impacted when we buy something that changes our lives, can't we transfer that same energy to how we help other people through our products and our services? I believe so. Definitely. It's all about the transformation. So if you were able to give yourself one piece of advice when you started out, what would it be? Oh, you said one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, right. I would, I would definitely say it is patience. And I know we hear that term patience is a virtue. Patience is a virtue. One of the things that I have, everybody has heard this book so many darn times is uh, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And they gave this really beautiful analogy about how someone was inherited this mine and it was given up because the previous miner I tried for many years and couldn't figure out how to extract the, the gold that was deep in it. And exasperated, he sold it off to this new miner and this new miner hired new engineers and did a survey and within like six months found the gold. And for a lot of us, it's really just a few little tweaks and patience that will get us what we really want, our treasures. But for a lot of us, we're puffing and puffing and scrambling and scraping and just doing whatever we think we need to do And we just need to dial it back, take a breather, and just really analyze our situation. And with precision and focus, we can get to what we want to go. Yeah, that's a powerful message. There's proven strategy out there with everything that we that we need to get done, right? Especially in business, there's so much proven strategy. So if you haven't found it yet, you just haven't looked hard enough. Absolutely. I, you know? I think I'll just, I'll just say this because I, I don't want to sit here and 
mislead anyone who's listening and think, well, if you find Denise or you find Amy, you find blah, 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 they're going to take you to stardom. No, not necessarily. It all depends on aligning yourself with a method that works well for your personality and for your industry. Both of those things have to be married together. I think a lot of people find people who have all these achievements and the person is just not a good fit for them for whatever reason. I absolutely agree that it takes time to figure out what your skills are, what you shine at the best and how to develop those and package that to, you know, serve other people. And then learning all the other business aspects, marketing, sales, and everything else you have to in your business to succeed. So it's definitely not like an overnight, there's no overnight successes. (laughs) I mean, if you haven't failed a few times, then, you know, I'd wonder if you've actually tried. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I've, I've met so many people that have just had epic failures and so many um, other areas of their business. I hate to mention this, but I, I guess I should for, for, for learning for all of us. Um, th- we've all heard of WeWork with Adam Newberg and the, the rise and fall of it. And what a lot of people don't remember was Adam Newberg, he, when he came to the US, he failed a bunch of stuff um before he launched WeWork and well we know the story of WeWork was happening so but he will probably have another chapter of what he's going to do next uh another example I think about is uh Jeff Bezos and how his parents literally invested a hundred and fifty thousand dollars on him and he almost went bankrupt seven years into it but he still kept on going and we all know Amazon is a behemoth right now. And there's countless stories of people who literally lost it all, came back, lost it all, and, and then they had another part too. It's true. And I think it's, it takes a little bit of that too to, in order to get the passion to succeed. Because if you don't have, if you haven't lost it all, if you haven't ended up at the bottom at some point, you don't really get that push that you need. You know, was it Eric Thomas that said, you have to want it more than the air you breathe. When you want it more than the air you breathe, then you'll succeed. And there's some truth. I mean, that's a very extreme comment. I think he's very inspirational, but there is some truth to that. That unless you get yourself, you burn the bridges, you burn the boats, you won't, you probably won't put as much effort into it to get to that point. I do want to mention that you have some online courses that people can take and your website is denisegly.com. How else can they get a hold of you if they want to contact you and get information about your coaching? Oh yeah. So let's be social on Twitter, Denise D. Lee, or follow me, Denise George Lee on LinkedIn. And as you mentioned earlier, I have tons of resources on my website, denisegly.com. And if you just literally scroll to the front of the page, you can see uh, some of my free resources. And you click the courses tab, you can see some um, ways where we can either work with one another one-on-one or take one of my courses. So however path you go, make sure that we stay in contact with one another. Denise, thank you so much for coming on and sharing a little bit about your world and helping business owners get rid of that overwhelm that they deal with and get organized and focused. Thank you, Amy, so much for our time with one another.
And if you would like more information about A Call to Thrive, you can go to acalltothrive.com. Thank you everyone for listening and we'll see you next week. Thank you.